now, America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day, another great week, in fact, in this greatest nation on God's green earth. And it's a particularly great week for Donald J. Trump. Why? Because it's exactly what he wants. He loves to be the center of attention. You ever notice that? He does not want to lurk in the shadows. He does not want to plot things behind closed doors. He wants attention. He wants to be the center ring of any three-ring circus. And plus, he wants to be on the left wing and the right, right ring as well. He wants to be the whole show, and today he is. Uh, Ron DeSantis trying to uh, run against Trump, uh, even though he is not yet formally a candidate. A lot of people have been saying over the weekend that uh, DeSantis needs to come forward and um, uh, defend Trump. And uh, there was actually an interesting commentary about that by Andy McCarthy from uh, the who said that um, DeSantis needs to be careful not to take the stormy bait. And what is the stormy bait exactly? It's uh, trying to defend Trump for his behavior with Stormy Daniels, whatever that was. And and a lot of people are saying, and including people close to President Trump and his allies, that this is only going to help his campaign. That there are more people who weren't sure whether they were fed up with Trump and they'd had enough of this, and they didn't, uh, who are now rallying to his defense because it seems that he is being so unfairly prosecuted and persecuted. Uh, if you're one of those people. If you are more likely to support President Trump because he has predicted that tomorrow he's going to be arrested, a lot of people are saying probably it won't be tomorrow, but it could be this week. It could be Thursday or Friday. Uh, Friday kind of is to be part of the dominant news over the weekend. That might be inviting to Alvin Bragg, the prosecutor in New York, but who knows? The, uh, the thing that's most concerning about the entire story is this bulletin from National Journal. The uh, local, state, and federal enforcement and security agencies are preparing for the possibility that Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg will indict former President Trump this week over his $130,000 hush money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels back in 2016. Law enforcement agencies are conducting preliminary security assessments and are discussing potential security plans in and around the Manhattan Criminal Court at 100 Center Street in case Trump is charged. The interagency conversations and planning are precautionary in nature because no charges have been filed. Um, This comes uh, together with uh, what Trump said over the weekend in his... uh, postings on Truth Social, telling people in all capital letters, protest, protest, protest. Uh, If you, again, are sympathetic to that impulse, that Trump is in trouble, therefore he deserves and earns and merits defense against a a George Soros-funded prosecutor, well, this is basically... um, 
they they said initially the one of the initial reports that uh, was that DeSantis, Haley, and Senator Tim Scott, all of whom are running or are exploring a run for president, haven't said a word about the case. That's no longer the case. DeSantis spoke about it, and he began by blasting the Manhattan DA uh, and blasting him specifically because George Soros was one of the people who helped to fund his campaign. And here is what Governor DeSantis had to say. Uh, this is clip uh, 17A. So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this, the, the Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. Okay, in other words, attacking Alvin Bragg is a very safe thing for a Republican to do who is running for president of the United States. But then when it came to a specific question about Trump and Trump's guilt or his innocence or whether he deserved this prosecution or not, after attacking uh, fairly effectively, it seems to me, uh, Alvin Bragg, the prosecutor, Governor DeSantis, said this. Uh, just in case people forgot <laughs> what it was that Trump was being indicted for, at least in the first of these multiple potential indictments. Uh, this is clip 17B. So you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. <laughs> but what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. Okay, uh, the one thing that uh, he is doing here is something that a number of people who have tried to say that these charges against Trump are not that serious after all is that they're talking about something that happened many, many years ago. It's true. It was 2006, so that counts as many, many years ago. That's 17 years ago. It's a long time. Uh, the uh, Trump's youngest son had just been born, uh, and uh, which uh, Barron which you remember to today's 17. So it was a long time ago. However, the payment of the money came when Trump was a candidate for president. It was when he was the Republican nominee for president. And the repayment of Michael Cohen, which is part of the charge here, that uh, uh, Trump uh, was was hiding the fact Supposedly, he had paid Michael Cohen for legal services, and it was actually for paying off Stormy Daniels. But that occurred when Trump was president, which is, I think, one of the reasons that uh, this may not be such a big advantage for him. Uh, Chris Rock 
who knows something about scandal and controversy because of the experience with Will Smith. Uh, Chris Rock has um, declared that basically this is only going to make Trump more popular. And he explains why, and we will get to that. Uh, there's, there's also this underlying question of what is the impact in the campaign? And, of course, that all depends upon these other charges that are all percolating about Trump. Uh, President Trump has also responded to DeSantis. He did so just a few minutes ago. Actually, uh, it's literally less than an hour ago. Uh, Trump uh, on Truth Social had something to say where he hit back at, um, at Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis did not give him the full-throated, uh, unequivocal support that he expects to get. If you're ready to give President Trump that kind of support, if you're thinking about going out and protesting, and apparently there are millions of Americans who are, if, if that's you, give us a call, 1-800-955-1776. Won't argue with you. Just very interested to hear the thinking behind that attitude. We will be right back with more on The Medved Show. I'll keep you in suspense. On The Michael Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. It's the Michael Medved Show. It's a tremendous, tremendous thing, and I'm telling you, it's going to explode. The Michael Medved Show. And concerning the comments by Governor Ron DeSantis of uh, Florida, who might actually play a decisive role in this entire unfolding drama, melodrama, really about President Trump. If President Trump has to be extradited, in other words, removed from his home in Florida to New York to stand trial, the governor would have to put that in operation. And the governor could probably stand against that and say, no, I'm not going to extradite Trump. But uh, meanwhile, I, Donald J. Trump, not eager, it, it appears, to carry favor with uh, Ron DeSantis, put out on social uh, media, on his uh, Truth Social website. He, uh, Rhonda Sanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman. Even classmates that are underage, and he puts underage in quotes, for possibly a man, or possibly a man, exclamation point. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. What this is about is Trump already um, posted some photographs of Ron DeSantis, who was allegedly pictured at a party that he had attended while he was a 22-year-old teacher in a private school. And uh, he looks friendly with some of his students, some of whom are attractive females. 
meanwhile, uh, let us uh, uh, go to uh, James in Linwood, Washington, who says uh, you're ready to protest if there is, in fact, an indictment. Okay, go ahead, James. Why? Well, I've been thinking about it for a few days. Uh, I'm not too happy about the uh, justice system being uh, weaponized against a political opponent. Um, I didn't vote for the guy you voted for. I did not vote for Joe Biden. I voted for uh, Trump. And uh, I was kind of hoping that Trump would uh, fall by the wayside and let Ron DeSantis uh, come to the forefront. But uh, if Trump's the, uh, the Republican uh, challenger to the guy you support, uh, Joe Biden. I, I don't I and, don't support uh, yeah. I don't support Joe Biden for reelection. I've never said so. I don't I don't really plan or have that intention. But the, the point that you're making is Trump is not the choice of the Republican Party yet. Uh, and he hasn't won the nomination. I mean, it's probably going to be a pretty long and complicated fight, don't you think? To uh, hammer him on him. And you're ridiculing people that are concerned about the uh, politicization of the justice system like me. No, no, I'm not ridiculing you at all. Uh, not at all. I was just asking, what, what if if you plan to protest, how are you going to do it? Have you heard of anything that is organized yet or... Uh, is it just your general intention? I wouldn't do it if it's just a few people because I've got a controversy going on in my life and I don't need to be singled out, arrested, uh, photographed, called a white supremacist because my skin color's white. However, if it's millions of people, you know, there might be enough people that are concerned about it. Trouble is, most people that are true conservatives like I am, uh, you know, don't usually protest and i haven't i've never protested per se i went when i was quite a bit younger i'm a little bit younger than you uh i went down and stood on uh the uh 45th uh, overpass on the freeway and watched the people go from the university of washington down to the uh the courthouse in the late 60s so but i wasn't a part of that protest i've i've actually been conservative my whole life unlike you i i didn't start out as a liberal, uh, become a quasi-conservative, uh, and go back to being a liberal like you are now, a liberal I, uh, I elitist. I would never describe myself as either a liberal or an elitist. But uh, aside from your your uh, disagreements with me, first of all, I appreciate your listening. What's, what's your impulse? In other words, what uh, – you, you understand, of course, that this – if he does get indicted by Alvin Bragg – the Manhattan DA, that if that does happen, that almost surely will not be the only indictment he receives. Do, do you think that it's a wrong idea to indict President Trump for anything involving the documents, involving uh, trying to overturn the election in Georgia in uh, terms of involvement with January 6th, uh, and in terms of business practices there there are about 12 to 15 possible indictments for President Trump. Uh, a lot of them are uh, Democrats, but some of them are, are Republicans like you claim to be. Uh, basically, Trump is against the elitists like yourself in the system, and he is for the proletariat like myself. 
And basically, he, he thinks that uh, American citizens should have rights and that we shouldn't have elitists that propagandize like you do or, or uh, uh, you know, grow okay. the government. And okay, why, why, is it, why is it elitist to uh, talk about, um, just to use this particular, uh, this particular charge, the, the idea of using your law firm and not your law firm, but using your legal representatives to pay off hush money to a porn star who accuses you of having an affair. How, what's, what's elitist about thinking that there might be some legal ramifications for that? Well, there are legal ramifications to extortion. So, no, if you've got a, uh, a porn star that has a, an affair, we don't know that he had an affair, but it seems likely, uh, with a porn star, and that porn star attempts to extort uh, payments from that public person because of his discomfort having a beautiful wife that's just having his son, as you said. Um, I can see where that would be a little cause a little consternation to a public person, and I'm not approving or disapproving. I'm just saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah but, I can but see you're, you're basically you're suggesting that only elitists would be concerned about that. Or if you talk about uh, taking documents that um, that are listed as secret, that are listed as classified, that are clearly marked that way, uh, taking documents like that for any public servant, whether it's President Biden or Vice President Pence or President Trump. Is, is it only elitists who are concerned with following those laws? And as a vice president, and he looks like he sold them to the Chicoms. And as a matter of fact, it's coming out that uh, there's money from the guy you supported for president that's gone directly from the Communist Chinese Party to the uh, Biden crime syndicate. Okay, so- once that, that case goes forward and is being fully investigated by people in the House who are spending a lot of time and focus on it, uh, there may be reasons to follow legal, but I, I can't imagine that there would be a call, a public call on protesting, particularly after the January 6th disaster. Uh, we'll be right back on the MedVention. And on the Michael Medved show, uh, the one of the questions that uh, is very much on the table right now is not only how will the rest of the candidates uh, who are already running, already announced, respond if President Trump is indicted on the Stormy Daniels case and on a series of other cases, and also why would Trump make this very unusual declaration about being arrested on Tuesday? Now, it doesn't appear that that is going to be the case. This was based upon, uh, Trump says, uh, on some illegal leaks from the prosecutor's office. And it may happen. It could be tomorrow. It could be later this week. It could not happen at all. None of this is for sure. But then the question becomes, uh, 
you want people to protest. How, where, why? 1-800-955-1776. This is uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, who, of course, is right in line for the presidency, right after uh, Kamala Harris. But the Speaker of the House uh, spoke about uh, Trump's plea, all in capital letters with three exclamation points, uh, to protest, protest, protest. Uh, here's Kevin McCarthy. I don't think people should protest this, no. And I, I think President Trump, if you talk to him, he doesn't believe that either. I mean, I think, I think the thing that you may misinterpret when, the, when President Trump talks, when someone says that they can protest, he would probably be referring to my tweet, educate people about what's going on. He's not talking in a harmful way, and nobody should. Nobody should harm one another in this, and this is why you should really make law equal, because if that was the case, nothing would happen here. And that is what has to transpire. Yes, ma'am. Have I spoken to who? Uh, no, I have not spoken to Trump, but you, earlier in the question you, you referred to, I have spoken to Jim Jordan, and, uh, and those are the appropriate committees. Remember, we also have a select committee um, on the weaponization of government. This applies directly to that. I think you'll see actions from them. Okay, uh, weaponization of government. Uh, in other words, part of what uh, what this means is the idea that if this were some other business executive, someone who isn't president of the United States, someone who isn't a controversial public figure, um, but uh, somebody who's a corporate head, and uh, let's let's say he's uh, charged with this kind of violation. And part of the violation is misreporting uh, the transfers of money for tax purposes and more. Uh, now, with all of that, he hasn't been convicted yet. And most people who actually think he will stand trial, if he ever does, uh, think it's very unlikely that he will be convicted. Certainly, it's unlikely he'll be convicted before the election. This could take a very long time. And it's a hassle for Mr. Trump. But Chris Christie, of course, who is thinking of running for president and joining the fray, I think given his lack of success, given two factors, his lack of success the last time he ran, which was 2016, when all these events, the payoff of the hush money were taking place, uh, he didn't run a successful campaign that time. And he also turned around and he became the first a major Republican figure, the first certainly Republican candidate to drop out of the race and endorse Trump. And uh, there are some people who are not fans of uh, President Trump uh, who find it tough to understand why, given the fact that he was so involved in supporting Trump and the Trump campaign and the Trump transition, uh, what happened to that beautiful friendship? There are people who love President Trump who certainly wouldn't consider Chris Christie now. But he was on ABC uh, talking about, again, this idea of protesting. Uh, the, uh, this is Chris Christie, clip 14. The circus continues. <laughs> I mean, look, he only profits and does well in chaos and turmoil. And so he wants to create the chaos and turmoil on his terms. Uh, he doesn't want it on anybody else's terms. John, you know this, you know him well. He wants it on his terms. But look, at the end, 
being indicted never helps anybody. Uh, it's not a help. Now, I think that this of the of the three investigations, I think this is the one where people know the most. And so because they know the most, they're going to take it less seriously. I don't think there's many Americans who don't believe that Donald Trump had an affair with Stormy Daniels and that don't believe that he paid her money at the end of the campaign to keep it quiet. So I don't think that the American people probably see this as a huge crime. But the, the, the vision of a former president of the United States being processed, fingerprinted, mugshotted, you know, I, for what else do you expect Trump to say, as I said to George last week, than to say it helps his campaign? But being indicted, I don't think it ever helps anybody. Okay, the Wall Street Journal actually disagrees with uh, Chris Christie. And they write in their editorial this morning, we don't know the political impact of indicting Mr. Trump, but it's possible it would help his candidacy. Republicans might rally to his defense even after millions had concluded after the GOP's midterm disappointment that it is time for a new nominee. The Democrats have used legal investigations and impeachment against Mr. Trump for six years, and each time it failed to knock him out. As we have argued all along, the proper way to defeat Mr. Trump is through the ballot box. As a provisional, provincial progressive from New York City, Mr. Bragg, that's the prosecutor, may not understand the political forces he is unleashing. He might want to consult the satirical wisdom of the Babylon Bee headline on Twitter. Their headline, Manhattan DA announces plan to get Trump elected in 2024. Uh, I am not sure that uh, uh, which side is right on this, but there's certainly one question beyond uh, any doubt at all which is one of the reasons Trump announced this was to raise money. And remember, he has been a champion fundraiser, which is kind of ironic given the fact that uh, uh, whether you think he is actually the billionaire he claims to be or he's just merely a millionaire, he's a wealthy guy who lives a very privileged life. I mean, that Mar-a-Lago is kind of a nice spread, not just for hiding documents, but it's a, a very beautiful place to live. And it's not far away, by the way, from Rush Limbaugh's former home, uh, which was just sold for $155 million, which is uh, gives you some indication that, well, it's kind of tough to, to attack other people as elitists when you're using an, a home that is hundreds of millions of dollars uh, worth of real estate. In any event, the, um, the idea that there are people who are going to say, oh my gosh, they're being so cruel and so unfair to Donald Trump. There are people who will say that, but there are people who will vote for President Trump anybody, a anyway. Uh, what I would love to hear from is some people who uh, were not necessarily planning to vote for Trump uh, the third time he's running for president. But your mind is going to be changed because of this prosecution. 1-800-955-1776 is our phone number. The... Um, there, there are so many perspectives on this. One of the perspectives I think that worked pretty well was uh, Chris Rock, who was speaking at the Mark Twain Awards at the Kennedy Center. 
they give a Mark Twain Award, and it went to Adam Sandler, who's a friend of Chris Rock's. He had something to say about President Trump and the impact, uh, which he thinks will be very positive for President Trump. And he has an analogy for why. We'll get to that and more coming up on The Medved Show. Your daily dose of debate. Give me more. The Michael Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. The Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved Show, I, I mentioned uh, Chris Rock, who was speaking uh, on Sunday night, uh, last night, uh, at the uh, awards ceremony for Adam Sandler, who had won the Mark Twain Award, which for comedy is kind of the most prestigious award you can win. I mean, you could say the Oscars are more prestigious for comedy, but uh, this is specifically for uh, for writers, for uh, stand-up comedians. It, it can go to anybody, and like Adam Sandler, who, who has made some very funny movies, he's also shown himself to be a fine actor. Hustle, his uh, film, I thought was one of the better films of last year, his film where he plays a basketball, pro-basketball scout. In any event, Chris Rock warned on Sunday night that arresting Donald Trump would make him more popular, and he slammed the crowd of Washington, D.C. insiders watching him, asking them, are you stupid for making such a move? The comedian also mockingly defended the former president, saying it was romantic that he paid off porn star Stormy Daniels so Melania Trump wouldn't find out he cheated on her. Uh, Rock, speaking of the Mark Twain Prize at the Kennedy Center, where Adam Sandler was being honored for the prize in American humor, focused his fire on Trump instead of his friend being honored. Are you guys really going to arrest Trump, he asked the crowd, which included lawmakers like Nancy Pelosi and several officials who serve in the Biden administration. Do you know this is only going to make him more popular? It's like arresting Tupac. He's just going to sell more records. Are you stupid? Rock continued as the crowd roared with laughter. And uh, Maggie Haberman, who has been, has written a very critical book about Trump and the Trump administration, has been one of the leading reporters of the New York Times, which has not been sympathetic to Trump. Uh, she has actually taken the same position as uh, Chris Rock, that this is going to actually help him and help him in his campaign. Let's go to uh, Kevin in Idaho. Kevin, you're on the Michael Medved Show. Hi. Hey, you're on. Okay. And uh, so you you asked if uh, uh, if anybody would vote for him if uh, if he's uh, arrested. Well, because he's arrested. In other words, what I was interested in is people are saying, and a number of serious people that this is going to change minds. Has your mind been changed? Uh, you weren't planning to vote for Trump, but now you are? Correct. Yeah. You want to, you and, want to explain? Yeah, so uh, uh, it just comes off as uh, uh, very malicious. And um, so, uh, um, 
yeah, that that pushes me the other way. That uh, you know, and with the other um, courses of events, and and it just pushes me uh, further in that way. That that um, uh, that actually gives them legitimacy to me. How how does um, President Trump's behavior and his handling of all of this give him additional legitimacy? Yeah. So uh, you know you um, you know back when uh, you know uh, Clinton had that uh, happen to him, I I actually it it uh, um, I ended up gravitating uh, to to Bill Clinton. Uh, when he went through uh, his ordeal, and uh, in my mind that was uh, uh, way worse of a situation because you know he was the he was uh, her boss, and right. um, uh, and you know in the workplace, and um, so uh, yeah. But, this is, but even though uh, Bill Bill Clinton had an uh, an affair with uh, an intern, and and she wasn't even an employee; she was an intern. She was a volunteer. Uh, even, even though that, that happened, uh, that made you more likely to support Clinton? Yeah, because, you know, it, uh, you know, it was, it was malicious under the, uh, under the uh, grand scheme of things of, of, you know, if you have to prioritize your, your workload on what, uh, uh, what's really important and what's not, um, you know those 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 things were done uh, in malicious behavior. Um, well, well, wait, and, don't you think? Don't you think that uh, on the overall scheme of things, that lying under oath is kind of a serious matter? Absolutely. But what I what I really find lying under the oath. So you know when when um, when everybody came uh, forward and said you know Trump's Russia collusion, and then all of those people were under oath uh, in Congress, uh, uh, under Congress, Clapper, Brennan, um, and and all of them, Schiff, all those people said under oath that they had no evidence of any wrongdoing, yet they took the podium every night to um, say that they did. And so... uh, Okay, uh, so so you um, you basically so think you basically think that there have been um, so many charges against President Trump, and none of them are true. Uh, therefore, you're more inclined to support him. Let me ask you this: Do you think they um, he really did have some classified documents there stored away at Mar-a-Lago, or were there those documents planted? What What's do you that? think? Say that again. I'm sorry. Do you think that he actually had some uh, illegal for him to take out of the White House classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, or do you believe that some people do that uh, the FBI planted those documents, or some people who are anti-Trump planted those documents? He knew nothing about them. Well, um, that's not the subject we were talking about, you know. No, so but but it's can, the same. It's the same subject about. That, but. No, it's the same subject because, again, one of the things that I think is is going to change as this story goes on, and it's a compelling story, and it's a complicated story, but there really are 
more than a dozen potential charges against President Trump. And one of the points that Andrew McCarthy, who's my favorite legal analyst, and he works for the National Review, and we love having him on, if, is that this will not be the last, if this indictment goes forward, it'll be like a dam bursting and there will be other indictments against uh, President Trump. Uh, there's this for breaking news. Um, six Oath Keepers have been convicted in connection with the January 6th U.S. Capitol riot. Six people affiliated with the Oath Keepers, a far-right militia, were convicted Monday, that's today, of various charges related to the January 6, 2021 U.S. Capitol insurrection. Four of the defendants were found guilty of all of the charges they faced. Defendants Sandra Parker, Laura Steele, Connie Meggs, and William Isaacs were accused of entering the Capitol during the riot and attempting to make their way to the Senate chamber before being deterred by pepper spray and police officers in uh, the building. So uh, that's um, a, another serious matter. And one of the things that will be explored legally at some point will be President Trump's deeper involvement with that particular riot. Uh, Maggie Haberman... Uh, had this to say on CNN. She's a reporter for the New York Times about President Trump not being excited, perhaps, to be fingerprinted. Listen. Look, Jake, he's very anxious about the prospect of being indicted for, for a couple of reasons. Yes, it, two things can be true at once. Uh, he is aware that there are reasons to believe this could help him politically. We have heard a lot about this this morning already. But he does not want to face getting arrested, which is what happens when you get indicted. You get fingerprinted. You get brought in. You have to ask for bail. None of that is something that he is excited about. So he and his folks, his, his political folks, are preparing for a huge blitz politically to push back on the Manhattan District Attorney. You saw that start yesterday, although I don't think that his Truth Social post yesterday morning calling for protests was part of, uh, part of a grand plan. He did it, and a bunch of his aides were surprised by it. But I do think that that is separate from what you're going to see legally. And while I know that his folks are suggesting this is a weak case, they don't actually know what the evidence is. What it is is trivial compared to the other inquiries. That doesn't mean there won't be a conviction, and they have to be mindful of that. Okay, and uh, the other inquiry she's talking about, other charges uh, in having to do with uh, Georgia and the uh, special counsel, the Jack Smith investigation, which has to do with the preparations for January 6th and the Mar-a-Lago documents and much more. What is sad to me about the entire thing is that we have real issues in this country. We have some real challenges. And the more we talk about Trump's alleged misdeeds, uh, the less we'll be able to focus on the things that matter even more for this greatest nation on God's green earth. For the